And I'm Carl, and this is Everything Changed, an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast. Where we explore all the best moments, themes, and discuss why it's one of the best animated series of all time. And we are back with Everything Changed. Carl, what's good? Appa's Lost Days. A solo episode okay. is what's good. <laughs> solo, a, a Star Wars story. It's happening. It's all here. I was going to say, as Jason Derulo would say, I'm riding solo. Oh, excellent. We both had solo jokes locked and loaded. That means that this is going to be a really good episode. Um, if you're lost, what we're trying to do is we're doing a solo episode of Appa's Lost Days. And this has actually inspired us to do solo episodes for the rest of season two. Because a lot's going to happen in the next five episodes. And we think that they deserve their own spotlight. Oh my God, so much is happening in these episodes, Katie. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Carl, would you say that they, how can I put this, mm. uh, deserve their own spotlight? Yes, I feel like you're setting me up for something. Yeah, yes, they deserve not, their own spot. Okay, okay. I was like, I don't understand the <laughs> reference. I'm there's no reference. I'm setting you up for nothing. Oh, just like in real life. Yep. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Our last episode was obviously Tales of Bossing Say, where we saw what the gang and friends were up to during this time. And now we're going to go back in time and we're going to see things from Oppa's perspective. So let's do a synopsis. We're going to share the synopsis. So Carl, why don't you kick us off? Okay, so we catch up with Oppa when we lost him. We're in the desert and we're at the library and the sandbenders come and they get him and he gets taken away, right? And then they're like, well, what do we do with him? Should we eat him? And he like freaks out and they're like, oh, this guy, this, this bison, he's not going to play. He's not going to play nice. Mm -mm. We should, I don't know, sell him to somebody in Ba Sing Se, which kind of gets your hopes up. You're like, oh, uh, he's in Ba Sing Se because that's where our gang is. But then Appa like tries to get away and they shoot some like tranquilizer darts at him or something to that effect. So mean. Yeah. yeah. Animal cruelty is on high display in this episode. And then I've, what happens after that? Is that when he goes, he sold to the... He gets traded to the circus, the Fire Nation circus. Yes, you're correct. And he's there and they make him perform. They're like, there's this mean animal tamer. He's like, oh, I'll show you not to airbend bales of hay into your mouth. And he's like <laughs> whipping him with like a fire rod. And then he performs at the circus, which is very strange. If you found <laughs> like, if you found like a, a unicorn, you would not go, oh, well, let's dress him up. Put him in the put him in the show. I, I feel like Appa would be worth so much more money as the only yeah. blind bison. Yeah, I probably. But you know what? I didn't really like read too much into it. I thought it was. I read so much into it, Katie. <laughs> oh, really? You did? That's shocking yeah, oh, coming yes. from you. I know. Um, but you're right. Like, but I we feel were just like at the library. It's true. It's true. So you've been educated. I feel like yes. Appa would have just been like the main event, like no costume necessary. Yeah. But they do. But I think the dressing up is the humiliation. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important aspect of it. He's dressed up like a ancient Chinese festival dragon thing. Anyway, he sees a kid and the kid reminds him of Aang. So he flies away, which he could have done at any point in time. And he humiliates the... He uh, needed the inspo. He, needed yeah, the inspo. he was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was, I was so busy dishing it back out to this guy who whipped me with a fire whip that uh, I forgot. To escape. This is actually interestingly the only episode without our main gang, correct? Is it? Yeah. Mm. I mean, we see a picture of Aang here, but I, as I recall it, there aren't any appearances by any of the, the regular cast. Well, Toph. Toph's in the beginning. Right. And we do see, but it's all, uh, yeah, you might be right. You might be right. I'm sure 
you know what when we do rewatch part two yeah, right. when we rewatch well, after the we'll rewatch check, we yes. can, we'll keep it keen yeah we'll double check we're not here for accuracy though i just want to make that clear once again on the podcast i'm here for accuracy <laughs> I'm here i came for- here I, instead of looking it up online i'm rechecking our podcasts in the future <laughs> and i'm disappointed oh my god terrible i'm not here for accuracy. i'm here for a good time I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. Okay. Carl, why can't we all just have a good time? Okay. So he escapes the circus and he is like flying around and he runs into a porcupine, which is a boar. Uh, wait, he goes, he goes back to where the library was. Sure. He's, he he's searching. He's searching for Aang. Yes. Sniffing around for Aang. Can't find him. And he ends up fighting this creature and he wins, but he's really wounded. He has like things sticking out of his back. No, 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 no. You're, you're going, you're, that's, that's way far. See, this is the accuracy problems that you have. He goes and he fights a buzzard wasp and then he tries to eat some. Uh, he eats the honey. I guess he does get the honey. Yeah. And then he, he tries to eat a cactus and it, and it hurts. He doesn't get drunk like Sokka. And then, you know, he goes, he's, he's going he's all over the place. He goes to the Eastern to Air Temple. And yeah, this is very nonlinear. We're, no, we're not there yet. I'm pretty sure that happens there. Oh, maybe. Maybe it does happen there. Anyway, this is important. Yeah, because the last thing is the Kyoshi warriors clean him up. That's right. He goes to the Eastern Air Temple. He meets the the guy, the... Guru Patik? Yes, Patik. And he Guru Patik is like, I'll help you out. But Appa's been through it. You know what I mean? Maybe the porcupine thing is happens earlier. Uh, maybe. I don't know. The point is, is he's tried for honey. He can't get it. He can't find Aang. He does defeat the porcupine thing, but he's wounded. He ends up just sad at the Eastern Air Temple and Guru Patik kind of takes him in and heals him up. And we're going to talk more about him. Yes. In a little bit. No, that is the last thing that happens because then he heads to Ba Sing Se because they like have that moment where they're like, oh, you're connected to Aang forever. And then. Okay. Up heads to Bossing Say. So before he goes to Guru Patik, the Kyoshi warriors stumble upon him and he's like very hurt and like afraid. Yes. And just really just the lowest low of Appa. This is the moment that all lost his moment for Appa. That's right. But then Suki shows up and in another amazing turn by Suki, one of the most underrated characters of the entire series, she gently coaxes him out, gets him cleaned up and healed up, just as Azula and her team have come upon the Kyoshi warriors. And Azula is like, oh, where there is an Appa, there is an Aang that I'm trying to find. And they all end up having this pretty awesome fight, the Kyoshi warriors and Appa versus Team Azula. And there are some fights on display and some kind of funny dialogue, which we'll get to in a second. Long story short, I think most of the the well all of the warriors i think end up getting captured we don't really know it's a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of the fight yes but appa basically goes off yeah suki's like get out of here appa's trying to help her and suki's like go we gotta go find ang yeah he's out of there it's not that appa's a coward i want to be clear on that no yeah she she has to get him to mm-hmm. leave Yes, 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 yes. And it's so interesting because she says, like, this might be our biggest mission yet, and it ends up being really important. But we find out later that a lot that happens in this episode is not random. Like, it's really setting us up for some really important yes, stuff. Yes, yes, And we yes. don't know at the end of this battle, once Appa leaves, because we're following his story, not the Kyoshi Warriors. So he heads off, and the last shot we see is Suki and Azula standing each other down. We don't know the outcome of this fight. Yes. So anyway, he makes his way to the Eastern Air Temple. We meet this guy, Guru Pati. I have a question. Yeah. Just I'm going to stop you right here. How, because the Western Air Temple would be east of the Eastern Air Temple. And the Eastern Air Temple would be west. Carl, no, we're not. We're not doing this tonight. We're not. I just, I don't understand. Listen. I don't understand. It's a Thursday night. Your fridge went out. 
I'm at my wits end. Geography was never oh. my strong suit. <laughs> okay. I, I know. I know. I know. Okay. That's true. We'll tackle that in its own episode. Long she doesn't story. know geography or geometry or geology. She thinks they're all the same thing. I might. I just might. Anyway, our lovely bison ends up in Bossing Say, and we're like, oh, this is great. He's going to find a gang just to actually be found by Long Fang. And then what happens, Carl? And then he like flips the earth under and leaves the little handprint that we saw Momo fall asleep in at the end of the last episode. And once again, we are gutted, dismayed. Such a cliffhanger. More cliffhangers, Katie. It just, it never ends. It never ends. Now, when you, the first time that you were watching this, they were all out. You know what I mean? Like all the episodes were out. Right. How much did each episode like, how did you watch these? Did you watch these like in succession or was it like one episode and then? No, it was random. It was random because I think we were watching it like on Nickelodeon and it wasn't until you bought me the box set that I watched them in order. So these episodes didn't really like the first time I watched them with you didn't really have like the emotional toll that they do watching them in order. Yeah. Because I was talking to my fiance about it today because it was on when he was in the room and I was like, and actually not this episode, the one to follow it, which is really, I think, a masterpiece episode. But I was saying, you know, this is the kind of episode that shows you that this is like a really good show. Yeah. But you don't always get that if you're not watching it like back to back to back. Yeah. 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 And Appa's like a character. When I first watched this episode, this is one of those episodes where because the last one didn't really leave on a cliffhanger, but there's a lot of threads left out in the open after the last episode still this was one that like upset me because i got no new information i just got like a story from appa's perspective but we're rewatching it it's a good one right and actually a lot of stuff ends up being important which we'll get into in a second here so yeah it, it, it establishes a bunch of new threads but most importantly i want to know what your feelings were regarding appa the first time you saw this because there is a lot of animal cruelty on display and it's like really sad yeah, I was sad for Abba. I don't know. Did you cry? Be honest. You can be honest here. It's a safe space. I haven't cried ever. That's true. That's a that's just a fact. It's a Carl fact. I think this episode came out like a year before I got Max. So now watching this episode, having like a pet, it's it's different. Okay, that was a question of mine. Know. What which of your pets is most like Appa to you and why? Is it Max? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, tell tell the audience a little bit about your relationship with Max. Max is my dog. He's a Pomeranian Chihuahua. He's like super small and adorable. And he's, he's just a good, he's a good pup. You know what I mean? He is like the most calm, docile, gentle. He is a very docile. Gentle yeah. creature. He's very sweet. Would you say that Jake is more like your Momo? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I think Max is both. Oh. They, they both fit a role. Like Momo is just Appa, but like smaller. Like Ang can take Momo with him. Yeah, Max is really your oppa. Like, he's like your dog. Jake, I feel like, is more like mom's dog. Yeah. Cool. Glad that's off my list of questions. It is London your oppa? I mean, I could actually talk about this a little bit. So I never really got, like, the whole obsession with dogs and stuff. Like, we never had pets growing up. We weren't allowed to have them. That's a whole different podcast. But I just never was around animals. So I definitely didn't have, like, that affinity for them or that desire. But now that I have a puppy who's extremely cute and, like, very, very well-behaved and sweet, I get it. Like, I, like, I, like, die for London. Like, I wake up and, like, he sees me and he, like, licks me up and he just, like, is so happy to see me. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm your whole world. Yeah, dogs are and amazing. all I, like, want to do is, like, snuggle him and he's just such a cutie. Like, we nap together. I just, I love him to bits. 
I watched this YouTube video where like they had started domesticating foxes like 60 years ago. And so they did this test, like there are foxes that you can own as pets. There are like a very small percentage of the descendants of the foxes that they started breeding, but they're like docile and they'll do stuff. But the difference between those foxes and dogs is like those foxes will like, they can coexist with people, but they're not going to be like friendly with people. They did a test where like this person sat in the middle of a circle mm -hmm. and the circle was like three feet away from them in each direction. Mm -hmm. And they tested how how much time the fox would go within the circle within like two minutes and how much time a dog would go in to the circle. So like come into the person's personal space. And the fox was like eight seconds immediately. And then it just like went into a corner and like watched the person. And the dog was like a minute and 54 <laughs> seconds. Like it would not leave the person That's alone. That's so sweet. It was awesome. Yeah, it's so sweet. Yeah. And like, I totally get it now, but it, it was a long journey because my partner always wanted a dog. And I was always like, ugh, it's so expensive. It's so much work. And then this summer we dog sat. And then when I was home with Jake and Max, it just, this summer, for some reason, I so, slowly got warmed up to it. And I'm so glad that we did end up getting London. And he's like made our life so happy happy but equally i don't know how people raise a new puppy alone or in the city when they're working full-time in the office like now is the perfect time because with covid we obviously can't go anywhere but like i don't get how people do it otherwise it's insane yeah yeah this episode takes on a new meaning when you have an animal in your life yes so on that thread I thought the moment where they capture Appa and then he like gives into the capture, like there's a close up of his eye is like so sad. Yeah, he's like defeated. I like hate the sandbenders. Like they're all rude as fuck. Like, no, thank you. What's with them? They, you know, they, Katie, they've had a rough life. All right. They need to capture flying bison to make the money. It's not easy out there in the desert. Have you ever lived in the desert, Katie? I don't listen. I, don't think so. I hate the sand people. I hate them. <laughs> Uh, did, did you kill them even the women and the children yes i too and the don't children like sand too i don't like sand either it's a no for me we both don't like sand so if you are a sand person we'd like you to kindly turn off the podcast and unfollow it uh, exactly i will say i did like the word snoozle when he said i'm going to put you down for a nice long snoozle I was like, I hate the situation, but I love the word. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that. Yeah, you can. You hate the the sinner. You love the sin. It, indeed, indeed. The circus was super cruel. I wrote, "Is this the darkest episode in Avatar history?" Do you think? Uh, no. Okay. We will get to one later that is darker. The little boy sticking up for Appa, so cute, so courageous, and his escape from the circus yeah. was very triumphant. I thought. And the little boy in the Fire Nation circus was wearing Fire Nation clothes. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the first times we've seen it with Zuko. This is one of the first times that we've seen just regular firebending people. And that little boy is good. He is good. He's, he's rooting for Appa and he reminds Appa of Aang. Yeah, which gives him the inspo to escape. We do get a great yes. flashback of Aang and Appa meeting for the first time. Such a yes, cute little moment. Cute Aang. <laughs> I guess this means. And Appa's like just, yeah, tiny and Appa's remembering it. Yeah. That's so sweet. He says, I guess this means we'll always be together. I'm like weeping at this point and we also see i think our first female airbender too oh yeah the monk who's like here give one of these beasts an apple mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that'll work out what a great tradition what a great tra for like all like little kids to just get a bison like can you even yeah that's that's a bold move i don't know i don't know how that would go over i think we need to get some government agency involved in this that doesn't seem very safe 
So Iroh sees Appa flying into Ba Sing Se. Yes. That's wild. And he doesn't say anything to Zuko. I think the reasoning obviously yes. is obvious. He doesn't want Zuko going back on that path. Get his hopes up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, right. I love, love, loved the Appa, Suki, Kyoshi warriors meet up. Like I said in the recap, it's such a great display of Suki being sweet and just honestly, Carl, you're a perfect woman. I don't know why you haven't put out your I know, you've said it before. I, I I agree. She's she's fantastic. We all love our Earth Kingdom women who have a ton of geisha makeup on. <laughs> Are you on any dating apps? Maybe you could like be kind of clear in like what you're looking for. I'm only, only Suki. That's my problem. You know what I mean? Right. She's one in a mill. She's one a in a mill. Fictional character. Yeah. <laughs> she's also not real. Love Team Azula versus Appa and the Kyoshi Warriors. Yes. Queens loved it all. Loved Azula's joke. The Avatar's fangirls. I loved the badass girl fight. May's line, you're so colorful. It's making me nauseous. Followed by Ty Lee's line, you're not prettier than we are, which is a hilarious line. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's like the one thing she's concerned about. Also, no one said that they were. <laughs> like, yeah, like why? Why did you? Why is that where her brain immediately like went? Tylee doth protest. Tylee needs to go to a therapist after this. To kind she of does. Rest. She definitely does. Yeah. <laughs> but we find out later. I'm going to bring it up here. I'm sure everybody are listening to this has watched the whole series. This is where Suki is captured and sent to Boiling Rock. And this is where Team Azula take all the Kyoshi warrior clothes for later. This is the last time we see Suki. I know. For about a season. That's like, it's, oh it's my, rude is what God, it is. It's, it's so long, but that just goes to show. I, they, they must have had this planned out because how that is resolved is interesting. We'll talk about that in detail when we get to that episode, but it is so necessary to the completion of a giant character arc that we see Mm -hmm. throughout the series. And it's done really well. We'll talk about that, but yeah, to have it planned out right here is so great to have Azula infiltrate the earth kingdom by using these outfits is just really smart. I, yeah. Yep. Great work. Brilliant. Great work, head writer. Brilliant. Aaron E. Haas. I mean, this easily could have been a toss away episode. People still would have loved it because people love Appa. But because there are things in this that actually drive the plot, it's brilliant. Brilliant. Writing. Yeah. And on, on rewatch, like I've rewatched this series a bunch. And I, every time there's like two or three episodes that I go, okay, I want to get it done in like a weekend or like a, a three day weekend. So it's like a ton of stuff. I just have it on in the background because I know it so well. But there's a few episodes that I want to skip just because they're not that. And I can't skip this episode because it's so important to stuff that happens later. And it's, it's a good episode to watch. Yeah. And then we get the delicious snack that is Guru Patik. And I love just how we meet him, how he's sitting in, you know, the pose, the meditation pose, just like Aang does. His first line, I didn't expect to be licked by a giant tongue just now. The world is full of surprises. Like his whole outlook on existence and life and the role that he will play to Aang in the coming episodes is delightful. So when you first saw this, were you like, who is this guy? Yeah, I I was left wondering whether or not he was an airbender. He's at the Eastern Air Temple. He's meditating here. He's like very in tune with nature. There are like birds yeah. on his head and yeah. what have you. What's going on here? And the resolution I didn't necessarily yeah. love, but... But the introduction to the character like gets you excited, like... Yeah, yes. Oh my God, what could this be? This That was the one that I was most excited about. There's a bit of mangiazzo about him too. There is, yeah. And I th- I think... He is the only, uh, like, he's not African-American, but he's, like, Indian. He's the only person with a different skin color 
that we see on the show. Yeah, he definitely is kind of like a, an Indian kind of vibe, I feel. And he has an Indian accent, which is odd. I don't know. Maybe that was like the style when he was young and he just like kept going with that. I read an article that Yoda, the reason that Yoda talks that way in Star Wars and Guru Patik is kind of a mm -hmm. Yoda figure here. The reason that Yoda talks that way in Star Wars is because when he was young, that's how everybody talked. And he just like kept doing that. And he's lived for 900 years. So I think that it might be similar with Guru Patik. I just love his, his view of the world, the way that he can just kind of feel Appa's pain. Yeah, he's very, yeah. he's the embodiment of uh, the Air Nomads. Yeah, and it, like his line of like, funny what invisible strings connect us all. And just, yeah, I definitely, I don't necessarily love the execution of it later. We'll talk about that when we get there. There are things that I do really love about it, but I love the idea of this character and like the concepts that he's bringing to the table already in this episode, I think are really deep and really interesting. And I, I wonder what it is like from a kid's perspective because it is actually a very complicated concept that he's bringing in. All right, before we get into the last four episodes, wait, wait, what? give me your top three episodes of season two Hold right up, now. I'm not even done. I still have notes. Give me your top three episodes of season two right now. With, without the ones that we already have? No, with only the ones that we've watched so far, because we're about to get into the last four episodes. They're all really good. I want to know right now what's your top three. Okay, well, my favorite episode of the series so far is Zuko Alone. Absolutely favorite episode. Agree. Favorite episode of the season. Mm, what else? Uh, I really like City of Walls and Secrets. Okay. Because I, I like the idea of like the uh, government control aspect. I think it's very adult. And then probably the Tales of Ba Sing Se. Really? Okay. Mainly for Iroh's bit and Zuko's bit. Yeah, yeah, there just wasn't enough in that episode for it to crack my top three, but I'd go Zuko alone, number one, Bitter Work, number two, or uh, City of Walls and Secrets, number two, Bitter Work, number three. Fair enough, fair enough. Bitter Work is very good. But we're gonna, you know, we should do this in a couple episodes because I think things might shift around a bit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why I didn't know. Cool. Well, my last two notes are like not that important. I'm just going to say them and then we can wrap up this episode. The music when Appa is flying into Ba Sing Se by the light of the moon is so beautiful. Carl, you should go back and, and just like watch it and listen to the music. It is so I will. So magical. And then just to be captured by Long Fang like is infuriating. Hate that guy. Hate you barely that guy. know him and it, you hate him. Yeah, but you know, what a great character. Like what a great villain. Well, great. We'll get to him more in the next episode. Yeah. Carl, any final thoughts on Appa's Lost Days? Good episode. It's, it's a good one. It's it's not one of those good ones that I have a caveat about where it's like good one for kids. I think kids will enjoy this. I think adults will enjoy this. This is the epitome of family television that's not complete crap. <laughs> yes. Fabulous. Well, thank you listeners for joining us and we will see you next time on Everything Changed. Everything Changed.